Let's Talk Sales. This is the podcast for anyone who is interested in growing sales. Let's Talk Sales is brought to you by the Criteria for Success Sales Growth Program. Are you looking to experience a breakthrough in your team sales? Have you tried sales training in the past but were unable to make it stick? The Criteria for Success Sales Growth Program is a year-long engagement that combines sales and leadership training, a digital sales playbook, and a coaching and accountability process that will change your sales culture and drive sustained growth. Learn more at criteriaforsuccess.com. So I just have to note here that my coworker was yawning at me during my introduction. So I hope that you didn't, (laughs) I hope that, I hope that you didn't fall asleep while I was, uh, while I was going through that (laughs) because all January we've been talking about planning and I know that planning is not that exciting, but guess what is exciting? Success and winning. So we both have that afternoon kind of post lunch, you know, I don't know about that's what I, that's what's going on with me. I'm sure. Yeah, the itis. The itis is going on. <laughs> but all year, all year, all January, so far this year, all year in 2019, we've been talking about planning and getting organized this year. So be sure to check out our blog for best practices, information, and advice that you and your team can use to create amazing plans. You can visit criteriaforsuccess.com or criteriaforsuccess.com slash blog to read more about all that. Speaking of this year, this episode is part of a new series that we are testing out. This would normally be a CFS Talk Sales Roundtable episode. And really what happened is during our own planning session, during our annual planning, we decided to shift some things around and we really wanted to try out some new ideas. So our discussion was really about how to best serve our listeners. We really want you to feel value when you listen to the show. That is the whole point and why we're doing what we do. We want Let's Talk Sales to be actionable and provide tips that people can use immediately, right away. So with that said, today's episode is a new series We're calling it our new training series where we're focused on using actual content from our very own CFS training curriculum, and we're passing it along to you guys through the podcast. So consider this a podcast training academy, you know, like an online sales training academy. This is like a podcast sales training academy. So grab a pen, grab a notepad. If you're driving, do not do those things. Just listen (laughs) and we'll hit it. This is Rebecca Toomey. I am the Director of Sales and Marketing here at Criteria for Success. And today with me, I have Natalia. She is our sales advisor. How are (laughs) you? Thank you for being here, Natalia. Anytime. I'm happy to be here. Now, Natalia has extensive sales and training experience. So we're going to be sharing best practices about creating a sales plan and really how to be successful in 2019. It doesn't matter if you are a CEO or you're a manager, you're a salesperson, whatever your role is in business, we're going to address where you where you fall in this planning process and what to look out for, some things that you should focus on, and then also things that you should focus your energy on to help and encourage your team. Like you are managers, if you're the CEO, or if you're a manager, you're salespeople. 
So I invite you to download this month's ebook on the topic. It's called Sales Management Planning, Sales Management Checklist to Transform the Way You Work. You can grab a copy in the show notes along with, we're going to be mentioning a lot of resources in this podcast today. So make sure you go to the show notes, criteriaforsuccess.com slash pod one, two, one. And if you want to hear more about what's in the ebook, we're going to talk a little bit about it today, but you can also check out episode 117. During that episode, Ariana and I talked in detail about what you can expect in the ebook and what's included in there. So I will put a link to that episode in the show notes for today. Now, let's get planning. <laughs> let's do it. Planning is so important. We're already 28 days into the new year, and I don't know about you, but uh, it's flying. How did that happen? Like, seriously, 28 days already. That was just one, two. It is really crazy, although I really like what Ariana had to say about the month. That was hilarious. She said, you know, this month is almost over. February is basic- basically nothing because it's so short. We just have to survive through March, and then it will be spring. <laughs> I loved that. I thought that was so funny. But really, planning truly is the recipe for success with our lives. And one of my favorite quotes is by Jim Rohn, and he says, success is nothing more than a few simple disciplines practiced every day. It's definitely easier said than done, but it's a great point. If you've ever done something without a plan and had it turn into a complete disaster, um, I'm sure you'll appreciate his quote there. Because that really, you know, actually this reminded me to tell you of a commercial that used to be on at the movie theater when I was a kid. It was for like a tax accountant, I think it was. And he was like, you live, you die, you pay. So you better plan before you die. It was really dramatic. And as a teenager, you know, we just thought this guy was ridiculous. But now as a grown adult, he he was on to something there. He was, absolutely. I just want to mention, you know, everybody's like, oh my God, it's already the end of January. If you haven't done your plan yet, by the way, it's not too late. You still have time. So don't freak out as far as that's concerned. Really, our goal today is just to give you something of a guide of what you should cover. And you know, this will work not only with annual planning, but as you plan your quarterly goals, your monthly goals, your weekly goals. So we're looking to plant some good seeds here for you guys. Yay, absolutely. Really what we want to avoid here is disaster in your year. (laughs) You know, if we operate from the state of urgency constantly where we're always trying to catch up and we haven't specifically time blocked the activities that we want to accomplish, we're really not setting ourselves up for success. So we're going to talk, as, as Natalia mentioned, about how you can set yourself up for success this year, even though it's already the end of January. You know, we could talk all day about the benefits of planning and why it's a good thing. But I think that the fact that you're here and you're listening today proves that you understand and know that it's important and you want to get the tips. So if you're familiar with the CFS curriculum, you know, we were just talking a little bit of philosophy, the why, and now we're going to move into the mechanics and share these steps and how you can really plan for this year. So we're going to start with our first point. So write it down. You've got to secure an annual planning meeting. Now, we recommend scheduling an annual planning meeting before the new year if it's possible, but if you haven't done one yet, now is the time. And be sure that you're going into your meeting with an agenda. If you go in there and you expect your planning day to just miraculously turn into something wonderful, you're probably setting yourself up for some pain. 
I'd say. What do you think about that? Oh, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, I've sat in, you know, these meetings where it's like, okay, we're going to plan stuff. And, you know, with time, you just get to be, you know, good friends with your colleagues. And, you know, we all kind of end up starting shoot, shooting, the, you know, to shoot the breeze, if you will. And we get nowhere. <laughs> There's no structure. There's no guide. It's just, you know, a bunch of us yakking all day and we get nothing done. And then we're like, oh, why do we get nothing done? Well, we didn't have an agenda, right? You know, the, the first thing you need to do is definitely establish that agenda before you sit down and start planning. Absolutely. And if you are in a management or leadership position, we highly recommend that you have each department head prepare a presentation on what they are going to be accomplishing in that year. So very easy for us to start with sales, a sales plan and strategy. What is sales going to do? What numbers are they going to hit? How are they going to do it? Also, marketing is another clear and obvious one. Marketing, what is the strategy? What are you going to do? What are your processes? What quarters are you going to be doing these things in? But also considering things like operations, client success, you know, other areas of the company, have everybody prepare their presentations. Keep it brief. If you give everybody an hour, you know, you're you're really going to lose people's attention pretty quickly. I think this year we did 30-minute presentations. Something like that, yeah. I mean, also, if you give everybody an hour, depending on the size of your team, you may end up having a 16-day planning meeting, which is also <laughs> not what you're looking to do. So yeah, definitely. short and sweet. Definitely. So get each team lead to first present their plan, and then you're going to transition into planning together as a team on what needs to be accomplished together, what is done separately, who's responsible for what, all of that good stuff. And just kind of a side note, this should take a full day, but it might take longer. I know for us, we did our planning meeting, and I think all of us left there feeling like we needed about five more days of, of doing that activity. But at yeah. the same time, we knew that we needed to get to work. I mean, it wasn't necessarily five more, but definitely like we have... What we did was basically set up a system for ourselves. And, you know, there's still some more follow-up. So in terms of, like, the follow-up, we'll probably need five more days for that. Not literally, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. there's probably, like, I would say 10 meetings that are going to spin out of, you know, things that we came up with during planning day, which is great. But uh, that all will tie us into time blocking, which we'll get to as well. Exactly. So every organization is going to be different. It might be multiple days, but I would start with that first day, do presentations your first half of the day, have a nice lunch, and then get into the planning. Just make sure that the lunch is not too delicious or heavy so people stay awake. And not <laughs> Bring, too liquid either. <laughs> Bring lots of candy and uh, coffee. <laughs> now, if you are wondering what you should focus on during your annual planning meeting, we have a checklist for you. So... Start writing these things down. Natalia is going to list off the items that we believe are very important to address during your meeting. So the first thing that you should definitely consider is your revenue goals and objectives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, making sure that each department is aligned on these. It can be really funny to see when departments come together, whose goals are where and whose objectives are where. So it's absolutely so important to make sure that everyone is aligned on the revenue goals. Hopefully they were set long before you had your meeting and you know what you're trying to achieve, but also your objectives. Exactly. And it's only once you have, you know, those revenue goals and objectives that you can actually adequately pre uh, prepare, I should say, a sales plan and strategy. Mm -hmm. Your sales plan needs to be tied to revenue. Obviously, by selling stuff, we're all trying to make money, right? That's really what 
what it comes down to. Whoa, so. whoa, whoa, really? Yeah. <laughs> some of us monopoly money. Some of us get paid in peanuts. I don't know, right? But like, you know, we are being comical about it, but by Something's all means, up. you know, things do need to align as yes, far as that's concerned. Absolutely. And another thing that should align while I'm at it is your marketing plan and strategy with your sales plan, right? Absolutely. We're, we're big on, on marketing sales alignment. I'm sure you've heard Rebecca speak about that time and time again. But um, I think one of the most successful things that we did with our planning meeting was, you know, kind of have these pre-planning meetings, if you will, where, you know, marketing and sales got together. We call them smarketing meetings, if you will, right? And we sort of shared our, you know, tidbits and plans and made sure that, you know, what sales was doing made made sense for and was in line with what marketing was doing and vice versa. So that's another thing to consider. Absolutely. I feel that that really helped us a lot, especially with planning for each quarter specifically to know, you know, if this is the sales goal for this quarter, here's what we're focusing on in marketing and really aligning things. And we're going to be talking about some resources a little bit later in the show that are specific to sales and marketing alignment. So I won't get into that too much. But yes, make sure you have your revenue goals and objectives as part of your checklist items and your sales plan and strategy as well as your marketing plan and strategy. What else? Well, definitely another thing is, you know, to consider is your client success and operational plans with strategies. Yeah, totally. You know, operations has a lot to do with the success of the company. And of course, client success is ultimately one of the most important areas as well. So having client success come back and say to sales or marketing, you know, we need to improve in these areas. We need to fo- hyper-focus in these areas is also a really important part of the strategy. Very true. Absolutely. Also, you need to consider your mission statement because obviously your mission statement is going to tie to how you're doing things and why you're doing things, etc. So you really want to review that as a company and consider when the last time you did so was and have there been, you know, changes to how you're doing things or what your goals are and, you know, really what the mission is to the company. And I feel that, you know, everybody on the team should have, you know, a say and really how the mission is put together. And that's actually how we're doing things. We've got another meeting coming up in a few days yep. where we're going to, you know, really revisit the reevaluation we sort of started during our planning meeting, but that was one of the things that, you know, spun off to an additional meeting another hour or so for us to kind of finalize where we feel we should be. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that was actually a really cool thing that came out of our planning meeting was that we felt that we really wanted to tighten up the language better and really better resonate to the world what our mission is. Um, So yes, we have a follow-up meeting from that. Our annual planning meeting was back in December. And as you can see, we're planning this second part, this mission statement a little bit later because we weren't able to get everybody together. So that's why it's so important to make sure that you're scheduling these meetings in advance to make sure that This doesn't happen to you in a a sense, but at the same time, it's okay that this is happening because, you know, we know what our mission is in the world and it's to help serve people and help people to be better at what they do and to help buyers and sellers to have less pain. But we want to really make sure that that resonates. So that is why we want it to be an important meeting. Right. And part of the reason that we haven't had our meeting yet is quite simply we have our hands full with some awesome clients where, yeah, you know, the clients amazing. are our first focus. So that's actually part of our mission. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of, you know, it's funny yeah. that our, our mission meeting got delayed because of clients. But that's also really in and of itself kind of it tells you who we are and how we do things you know we put our clients first yeah that's so true that's awesome i love it and it's also important another thing to add to your checklist speaking of customers is more about 
the customer? Like what has changed since last year? What can we be, what can we do better this year? How can we better serve people this year? And it kind of goes hand in hand with the mission statement. So just making sure you are serving your clients the way that they want to be served and not, you know, basically for, forcing them to fit into your box, so to speak. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, you really want to list out what you want to accomplish and then assign it out, right? Like I always used to say to my sales team, um, some of you guys may have read a little bit about my bio on the website, and if you haven't, that's okay. But just quick, quick. <laughs> it's not um, okay. Read her bio. It's fine. <laughs> quick tidbit. You know, I've done you know a lot in the world of sales and marketing, really mostly sales, but sales management, sales training, and you know something that I would advocate for with my sales teams back in the day when I used to run them was just really plan your attack and attack your plan. Plain and simple, like you just, you have to have your groundwork and once you have it, you know, you can rock and roll from there. So definitely list everything out and then assign it if need be. Or if you're a salesperson, you happen to be listening to this, like you should still have your own goals as well, right? And, you know, you have your goals, you have a plan as to how you'd like to achieve them. And then maybe things will change while you're in the process of trying to achieve them. That's fine. But at least you have a general roadmap to follow and that should lead you to success. Absolutely. So once you have gone through your planning meeting and you've run through the checklist, this is where the fun part starts because now you're going to take this annual plan and each individual is going to take their assignments and break them up by quarter. Then you're going to take the quarter, break it up by the month, then break the month down into a week and the week down into a day and boom, magic happens. There is your schedule and plan of attack. I know it sounds easy, but it's really not that easy. (laughs) <laughs> I agree. I mean, a lot of people are just intimidated by the whole idea of planning. That's another thing I wanted to mention. Like, there's really no need to be. Once you establish like these, you know, baseline goals, like the general ones, and you kind of chop it into smaller pieces, as Rebecca just mentioned, right, into the quarter and then into the month, the week, the day, it's just you know, you're chipping away at them consistently. And all of a sudden, you get to the end of the quarter and you sit down and do a review of your activity and you, your results. And you're like, holy cow, I actually hit my goals. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you were really effective of it chipping away at them day by day. So everything you do on a daily basis, you know, it ultimately does add up to hitting those goals. So just keep that in mind. Don't be intimidated. Absolutely. I could not agree more with that. And I want to move into our resources because we have some great resources that are completely free, first of all, and were designed to help you with exactly what we're talking about. They are checklists to plan effectively. So we talked about quarterly planning, monthly planning, all the way down to the day. And you might be asking, how am I going to tackle this without ripping my hair out? How am I going to get other people to do this? So that is why I want to share these tools. It's going to make your life easier. You can print them out. You can print out the checklist. You can give them to your salespeople and make sure that everyone is aligned for success. Again, if you want any of the resources I'm about to mention, you can grab them from our show notes, criteriaforsuccess.com slash pod one, two, one. And that also, by the way, is criteria for success spelled out, um, F-O-R, not the number four, <laughs> just to clarify. So the first ebook that I wanna mention here is this month's ebook. It is called Sales Management Planning, and it is the one I mentioned at the beginning. It's checklists to really manage your life. And I don't know if, Natalia, you want to mention a little bit about that ebook. I really like this ebook in particular because everything is broken down by, um, you know, 
weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually. And it's something that not just managers can use, but also salespeople can use. Yes, so there's two lists. There's, there's two different versions. So regardless of who you are, you know, listening to this podcast, this will work for you. So definitely take this into consideration because it's going to help you kind of figure out a structure to utilize and then rock and roll from there. Definitely. So use that to manage and really take a kind of eagle eye view at your planning. Because if you're looking at the checklist and you see your daily, your weekly, your monthly, your quarterly, and your annual checklist, then it's going to guide you and you're going to know when you need to do the things that you need to do. So you're going to know when you need to start planning again, everything like that. The second resource I'm going to recommend is our time management ebook. It is a five-step process to time blocking, how to time block. So then you can take that checklist, use the time blocking method to apply it to your calendar to make sure that everything gets done. Just to give you guys a background on this, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but it's been a while. I actually was introduced to time blocking through my brother who was amazing at time blocking. And he taught me something really interesting, which is you can time block all you want, But if you don't audit your time block and actually look at your activity and look back on your activity, edit the activity to reflect what is actually being done, you are under this illusion and you're like, I don't understand why things aren't getting done. I'm time blocking them and they're still not getting done. It's because you need to go back and actually audit your time. You also need to hold yourself accountable. I mean, you know, a lot of us are kind of jacks of all trades. Like we hear, for example, I work in sales, right, predominantly, but there's inbound calls, there's outbound calls, you know, we write blogs, we, we do podcasts. <laughs> we're recording podcasts. We're, yeah, but also, you know, we're, we're also all kind of, uh, you know, uh, involved in quite a few different kind of training related or, or content related projects, if you will. You know, I'm not going to give away all of our secret sauce, if you will. But like we all work as a team on on a variety of ventures and just like sometimes that's necessary, obviously, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it's for learning purposes and exposure purposes. There's that. But we, you can very quickly get lost. Yeah. So time blocking has really helped me kind of dissect things, right? You know, we have to compartmentalize the, the pieces of work that are assigned to us and just really the, the parts of our duties, if you will. So like, hypothetically speaking, let's say I'm selling half the time and then one quarter of the time I'm writing content of some sort, be it blog or ebook or whatever. And then the other quarter of the time I'm, let's say, you know, using LinkedIn to prospect or something, right? Whatever the case may be. So like, if you really like take the general things that you're trying to accomplish, and again, I've just made up those three for example's sake, and you really parse out, you know, the amount of time you need for each and plug it into your calendar accordingly, that's going to help you. But like Rebecca said, you got to keep yourself accountable (laughs) because otherwise you're lying to yourself and, you know, none of us would mean to do that, but ultimately that's what you're doing. And that's not conducive to success. I'm sure you agree. Yes, definitely. And I can say from my own experience, you know, working in marketing is a little bit different than some of the other, um, you know, the other things that we do. Like I'm also working with you in business development and doing some of that kind of stuff. And what you're doing there is a little bit different than when you're designing something and you give yourself three hours or four hours to design something and it takes you eight. Right. So sometimes you know, when you're in that type of position, so this is especially important for any creative teams or things like that, you know, really making sure that you're allowing the right amount of time for a project and not trying to rush it or giving too much time and uh, just, you know, not time blocking effectively. So there's a lot that goes into this, but 
I just want to make sure that you guys are auditing your time blocks. <laughs> now, the next resource that we're going to talk about is a great ebook that includes a template. It is our sales prospecting action plan template. Now, the ebook is called Sales Prospecting. It is a guide for sales managers, mostly, but granted, the template should be used by salespeople. So it will be introduced to you as a tool that you can use to help manage your salespeople. But I highly encourage you to quickly pass this ebook along to your sales team, have them read it so they know what they're responsible for. Because I, I think it's so important that salespeople are involved in the process of creating their own goals. Absolutely. I mean, this is just such a crucial tool. And, you know, from personal experience, just setting that monthly plan really helped me to get organized and just really make sure that I had an eye on my goals. And, you know, ultimately, as a result of having my eye on the goals, worked the proper tasks and, you know, amounts of time necessary for them into my calendar and followed up and actually held myself accountable and thus hit quota. So it's, it's really, really crucial. Once you see the big picture on the monthly, and again, this will stem probably from your quarterly and ultimately from your annual, right? <laughs> but once you see the big picture on the monthly, it's really not so hard to break it into on average four weeks per month, right? You can kind of take your goals, cut them up by four, and then work that into your weekly. And when it comes to into sales in particular, especially if you're, you know, doing either inbound or outbound marketing or you know, using one of those two strategies that you say to generate leads, you know, a lot of people are calling you, you're calling them vice versa, whatever the case may be, you know, we all kind of have these formulas of how many people we need to contact before we can start creating opportunities, moving people through the, the pipeline, etc. So mm -hmm. if you really get good at, you know, a time blocking, and B, more importantly, just, you know, using this template, it's it's really going to help you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love it. I think I think it's a great one. And I think it rolls right into the next resource, which is called Management by Objective or MBO. Before I worked for Criteria for Success, I had never heard of this model before. I was not familiar with this. So I don't know if it's something that other people are out there doing or not. I'm sure they are. I think you're you're nodding your head yes. Yes, I'm nodding my head yes because one of my former coworkers who uh, I still keep in touch with, he's actually at a new job, so he's not at the old company anymore either. He recently mentioned to me that he's got an MBO, but his MBO is a little bit different than ours. Um, his is just kind of a temporary thing to okay. get to a certain goal. So, so uh, I guess some companies do that just to kind of ramp up or to, to sort of get people on track to do you know some specific activity or reach a certain goal. Other companies have standing MBOs that change yeah, on a quarterly. We, or, let's explain a little a bit few more different of what an MBO things. is. I yes, think. I think that's a good idea. Okay. okay. All right. So an MBO, a management by objective, is when you manage someone by quarter based on activity, based on certain assignments that you are giving to them. This works really well in sales and marketing roles, yep. but it's different and every company does it, like you said, I guess a little bit differently. I know that here, the way that the roles work, it's done a little bit differently within the roles as well. Yep. So for example, in marketing, you know, let's say, oh, actually I can mention one of the MBOs for this quarter for our marketing team is that we put out a survey for our podcast. We want to survey you guys, our listeners, and get some feedback. That was a management by objective item for members of our marketing team. So that means if we accomplish that, we put together the survey, which you've heard the commercial, so you know it's out there and we have accomplished our goal. That means that we have met a goal for that quarter. So that's a, an example of a marketing goal. 
An example of a sales goal might be if you have a product and you are doing demos of your product, maybe uh, a recorded demo, it, you, you are assigned to do, to create a recorded, pre-recorded, I'm not even like fumbling over my words here. You are responsible for creating a pre-recorded demo or something of that nature or giving a certain amount of demos, certain amount of numbers. There's a lot of different ways to do it with salespeople. And the number that you give for that quarterly MBO is also going to depend because if you're talking about a sales team, they probably also have commissions. So this is something that's separate and in addition to commission. It's sort of like an incentive bonus, you know, if you will, in, in one way or another. It depends on, again, who you are, what department you're in, what exactly the tasks are assigned to you, what the goals are. But it's a nice incentive. I mean, I'll give you an example. Quite frankly, part of my MBO is to have hit my quota, which is awesome because there's extra <laughs> money for there for making go. extra money. There I you mean, go. you know, that's it's just, it's just something really, really great. So that's something to consider, by the way, if, if you're at a company and you're in a position to potentially make changes to somebody's um, compensation or propose them at the very least. We definitely love MBOs. We think that they are motivating. They are, you know, really helping us achieve our goals as a team. And you definitely need to check this template out by all means. <laughs> now, something I do want to say about that, that, about MBOs is you can love or hate them. It all depends on how much you involve your employees in the planning process of the MBO. If you set the MBO and give it to your employee, they will likely not feel great about it. But if you have a conversation about, oh, we wanted to accomplish all of these things for our annual goal, I'm going to take all of those things and break it down and give it to you as a quarterly goal. They're not going to be blindsided because they already planned and prepared for it. Or you can have, this is what we do, is we, for the marketing team, we sit down and say, these are our objectives. Which ones of these are we going to focus on in this quarter, this quarter, this quarter? And we're basically working them out together, which is a beautiful thing. And it makes it more motivating. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of marketing, the fifth resource that I have for you guys is our sales and marketing alignment ebook. Now, if you struggle with departments that fight each other, definitely download this ebook. If you have a sales team that says, what does marketing even do? They are useless to us. They don't help us. They don't do anything. I'm all on my own. Download this ebook. It is all about collaboration between the teams and how you can use what you're learning in sales to then take marketing and focus their energy. So by the way, this also applies if you have a marketing team that says, why aren't sales closing the leads we give them? Hmm. So yeah. think about the flip side too. The True. two definitely need to be buddies. We are absolutely buddies here at CFS. Sales loves marketing. Marketing loves sales. We high five each other all the time. <laughs> so we, we make you know, sure that we're on the same page as far as, you know, what needs to be shown to potential clients and, you know, existing clients, um, you know, how we're doing things and all of that. Absolutely. And I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a plug right now because next month in February, we are going to be having a complimentary webinar that's about collaboration and getting people to work together, the power of the team, the benefits of the team, and how it is going to help each individual to be better at their jobs. Then in March, we are going to be having a masterclass that is on sales and marketing alignment, and we are going to be creating a strategy during that session. So if you're interested in that, stay tuned and plugged into CFS and we'll get you more information as the dates get closer. Okay. 
I don't know, Natalia. Do you think that I think our listeners have a lot of tools now? What do you think? I think we might have overloaded you, but we meant well. <laughs> Just kidding. It's all really, really good stuff. So if you're driving, don't look now. Pull over. You know, go ahead and look at them one by one. By all means, depending on you know who you are, what department you work in, what your role is, you know, at least two or three of these resources are going to help you, if not all of them, for that matter. Awesome. And thank you so much for being on the show today, Natalia. Anytime. I'm always excited to participate. It's just it's a learning experience for me. It gets me, you know, the chance to say hello to the people that I'm calling anyhow. Right. (laughs) So hello and uh, look forward to a phone call from me, baby. Right. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Everybody's like, oh, man. Oh, man. No, thank you so much, Natalia. This was great. And I hope that this episode was valuable to you. Again, we would love to hear your feedback. Let us know what you thought. You have a million resources now to look into. Each one of these ebooks is very meaty and has a lot of content. So digest it slowly. (laughs) And thank you for listening to Let's Talk Sales. Again, you can find the notes with all of the links for today's show at criteriaforsuccess.com slash pod one two one. Next week, we interview Melissa Krivacek. She is a business coach, founder of the Ultimate Sales Summit. She's the author of many books, and she is also the host of the Millionaire's Podcast. So you won't want to miss this episode. It is always fun when one podcaster gets to interview another podcaster. Super fun times. But in the meantime, stay tuned for Friday's Inspiration. Beginning next month in February, we are going to be writing about collaboration on the CFS blog. So be sure to tune in at criteriaforsuccess.com slash blog. We will also be sharing an ebook to help you start the new month out strong. And if you're enjoying this show, please take our survey and also throw us a comment, throw us a little five star, throw us something on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to the show. We really appreciate you guys listening in and we love doing this so let's keep doing it and remember if you want to check us out on twitter our handle is let's underscore talk underscore sales let's talk sales is a production of criteria for success and is produced by myself here rebecca toomey ariana miskell and elizabeth frederick happy selling <laughs>